Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. Jackson in the pistol. He'll keep it. Runs up the middle. Big hole. 30. 20. Nobody there. Lamar Jackson. 10. 5. Touchdown Ravens. Fourth and two, and he takes it to the house. Jackson off the play fake. Pumps once. Looks right. Nothing there. Looks left. Fires to the end zone. Back corner. Over the shoulder. Catch is made. Hollywood Brown. Touchdown Ravens. What a throw and catch. Lamar Jackson to Hollywood Brown. Listless PK, give me a better word for the Dallas Cowboys as they lose to the Ravens, 34-17. Sucky. (laughs) Disinterested. Packing it in. Wait, that's a phrase, not a word. 34-17, the final score as the Baltimore Ravens roll right through the Cowboys. The Ravens are not good at throwing the ball. They are near the bottom of the league in passing offense, but they didn't have to. They were allowed to run and run and Run some more. And then they ran some more after that. 294 yards rushing. They crushed the Cowboys. Ravens improved to 7-5, and five, and they are still in the hunt for a wild card in the AFC. Ravens wide receiver Des Bryant was warming up before the game, but then taken off the field. After testing positive, he announced on social media. So, you never know, PK. We hear games are coming. We hear they're off. We hear players are playing. We hear they're off. It's just... One more weird thing in a weird year. More traditional is the benching of a quarterback, the Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz to the bench. Jalen Hurts will start. He's been getting a play here, a play there, maybe a series, but now he's going to get a start. See if that fixes uh, what ails the Philadelphia Eagles. So what you're saying is a a play here, a play there. Now he'll be there, snap in and snap out. Nice. Well done. I like it. Thank you. Eagles are a game and a half behind uh, New York and Washington in the NFC East. They are 3-8 and eight with that one tie early in the year against Cincinnati. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Well, first of all, I'd like to uh, apologize to the committee for all of us from, for uh, BYU because they were right, by the way, the last several weeks when we were ranking BYU. We were looking at it. We were going, they should have been higher. But interesting, Coastal Carolina slides, you know, right into that spot. David Pollock apologizing to the college football playoff committee. They wouldn't apologize, but David Pollock felt like he had to. Think, it, think they know him and they get personal grief from him? Think they're getting emails or texts or something or phone calls from somebody on the committee? No, I don't. Not at all. I think he just wanted to say that, but that that is so freaking weak. That's just completely not just pulling sort, salt on the wound. That's pouring gas. But come on. So do you do this all the time? Because this isn't the first time somebody has been ranked and then they lose, and then they're ranked lower, and we think maybe they should have ranked, been ranked higher. I mean, we're not. Are we apologizing for Georgia's two losses? Nope. And, and nobody's calling them out for Iowa State's two losses. And Iowa State has got two losses this year. They lost to a common opponent with Coastal Carolina, and they're still ranked in front of them. 
You can change the name of the teams, but I think the committee's got the same problem. They're overvaluing some of these schools, and that doesn't change because BYU lost. Maybe they're overvalued in relation to Coastal Carolina instead of BYU, but they're still overvalued. Louisiana lost at home to Coastal Carolina and went and beat Iowa State at Iowa State. Yeah, and a game that's put together on extremely short notice and you fly two time zones away and you come up a yard short, now we're apologizing for them? Now, I think it was flippant, and I don't really thought think he thought through, but that, that to me... That's almost, if you believe the committee was disrespecting at BYU, this is almost as disrespectful. So Coastal Carolina slides right in at 13. They went up five spots. BYU went down five spots to 18. It's a flip-flop. And the big controversy nationally really isn't uh, the Coastal Carolinas ranked below Iowa State. That's just what bugs me. Everybody else has got eyes on Ohio State. Should they be in the top four? Are they going to be in the Big Ten title game, the Ohio State-Michigan game? Canceled COVID issues within the Wolverines program. They played every year for 19, since 1917, 103 years ago. So they're not going to play. Ohio State has played five games. And the Big Ten set a threshold of six games. A rule just for this year. A rule that might go down to defeat in a vote today. Uh, conference is having a meeting. PK, we talked about this a few weeks ago, and I think we were all under the assumption, well, if Ohio State comes up short, they'll just change the rule. Now we're here. Do you feel any differently? Because I think they're going to change the rule. I don't, I don't think they need to even worry about the rule. Just get them another game. Get them out on the field. Who really cares about this Big 12 championship game? All this stuff is nonsense this year anyway. There is no such thing as a true title game. So I'm not worried about that nonsense. This just doesn't matter to me. Who, I, who cares? If you want them to have another game, get them another game. And whether it's the title game or what is Texas A&M available this week, I heard? If yes. If they're available, play them. What It doesn't have to be. There, there is – I've been – I said this all along, and I'm going to keep beating the drum, that in my mind, if you win this so-called title game, BFD, it's just not the same. So if SC wins it, Right, and they so just leave it at that. They win it. They win it. Well, they got to play a couple of games before the Utes had to play, and the Utes have beaten them like the last three times in Salt Lake. But they weren't prepared enough to beat them this year because they hadn't been playing, and SC had played a couple of games. That's equal. That's equity, and so we're going to crown them the titleist. No, it's I mean, go ahead and crown them all you want. But there's no equity <laughs> nice. in this year. Okay. If you want to crown them, crown their asses. Crown their asses. Well, I, I didn't mean to do that. That just uh, it was good. That I was like nice, that quote. Nice pull regardless. But the point is, there is no level playing field even remotely close to it. So for Ohio State's sake, I couldn't care less if they're the Big Ten winner. Who Do, what, do whatever you want there in Big Ten. It doesn't matter to me. Get them another game. If they win it, and they probably win it going away, like they've done all except after uh, squandering the big lead against Indiana, but not entirely, then they ought to be in. And I'm no Ohio State guy by any stretch. So I don't really care what the Big Ten does in their stupid championship game, which is so 
crazy to think about anyway this year. So, so that's, that's my thought yeah. on it. So that's all true, and I think a lot of us can sign off on everything you said, but the hitch here is, is the college football playoff committee, are they going to pop up the last week and say, well, you didn't play a quality opponent in the Big Ten title game, so you're not in the playoff. If, no. if people knew the answer to that question, I think all the other stuff, eh, they may not like it, but they'll just let it go. This is just, it's a weird year. Well, and we knew when the Big Ten season started it was going to be weird. I mean, the reason they had a vote on this is they anticipated weirdness, and it's delivered. But they, they really want Ohio State in that playoff. They want to shut the SEC up. And then Clemson, too. Clemson, Alabama. And Ohio State's the best. It's really important to them. But they're not sure that the playoff committee will cut them the slack that you just cut them. Well, they already did. The thing was announced around noon, and the playoff voting came out six hours after. So they already are cutting them the slack. But there is is precedent. There's history that says if you don't play in the Big Ten in a conference title game, that you can be punished for that. There's no history this year. There's no history this year. Right. So they so. might be okay not doing anything. They are anything. okay. They're ranked already. The committee ranked them hours after they knew that they weren't going to play this game that they needed to get in the big title game. So what, how could you say might? They already are okay. Because it's after already the, done. Because after the conference title games are played, the committee has flip-flopped teams before, and they might do it again. Again, you keep going back to before, but before doesn't account for this year. So I, you love to recite history as precedent you should have been a lawyer but there is no precedent this year so don't even tell me about uh, TCU and Baylor which you're going to be your go-to thing that you always go to it doesn't matter there is no history based on this year the committee has already put Ohio State in they're in they're good to go Indiana paused team activities due to COVID-19 within its program leaving their game against Purdue in jeopardy so maybe we'll get Ohio State-Purdue, and then that would justify everything. That could be their go-to game. Michigan's AD said Tuesday that he and Coach Jim Harbaugh will sit down after the season to discuss Harbaugh's future, any type of extension, and where the program is headed. Reports surfaced earlier this week that uh, the AD has offered Harbaugh a contract extension. So we'll see if uh, Jim Harbaugh continues on at Michigan, the eternal hunt for Michigan in a Big Ten Conference title. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Lakers coach Frank Vogel told reporters yesterday he believes it's unlikely that LeBron James and Anthony Davis will play in the team's preseason opener Friday against the Clippers. LeBron doesn't sound like he really wants to play in regular season games in December, so not surprised he'd be sitting out preseason games. LeBron? He's on the floor just about all the time. You've got to give it to that guy, man. He plays. I haven't heard where he said he doesn't want to be on the floor in just regular season games. Maybe you have. I haven't. Yes, that uh, he was not keen on the season starting in December. He thought it was going to start in January. Went oh, along with it, before. but he didn't like it. That, that yeah. was before. But once the season started, he didn't. I haven't heard him say, I'm not playing in December. So, no. Anna, Anna, Anna. No, he will play. He may not be keen on it. Not his first choice, but he will play. When they play Christmas Day, I expect LeBron to be out there. Of course he will. He shows up. He's the biggest star in the league. He gets it. Rocket star James Harden reportedly open to being traded to Philadelphia 76ers or other top NBA contenders in addition to wanting to go to the Nets, as we've already heard. Harden uh, did report to training camp now, and he underwent the COVID testing, and so uh, 
He's on he's on pace now to join the Rockets for workouts and practices in the lead up to the start of the season. Okay, and, and today's the last day. I'm going to talk about James Harden <laughs> reporting to Houston. Uh, the NBA and the Coaches Association agreed to continue the practice of more casual game attire, no longer requiring coaches to wear sports jackets. Coaches voted 2-1 to one for this. And PK, ever since you saw Rick Majerus in the sweater, you thought, coaches don't really need to be in a suit and tie. It's not a funeral. They coach a game in a sweater. It could still be really exciting. Oh, yeah. I, I, I thought the casual dress... It's fine. And, you know, nice uh, golf shirt that has a team logo and uh, decent pants. Sure. Yeah, they did ban They banned the uh, sweatpants or the jogging yeah. pants. And so you got to. Uh, and they said polo shirts count as a dress shirt. So in my mind, they do. Yeah. And they, they look fine that way. I never understood all this fancy suit stuff. It's dramatic when they take off the jacket and throw it down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, maybe start they start hanging on a tie. Oh, uh, maybe yeah, yeah, and do that type of thing. That was that was fun uh, to see where Dave Rose did that uh, down in Vegas in the conference tournament. After I think it was uh, Tyler Halls got uh, mauled, and uh, the prior two possessions, his guys touch fouled uh, Gonzaga, and they didn't do anything. And then Halls is getting ridden down the court like a rodeo for 94 feet. And they don't call anything. And Rose justifiably had had enough, <laughs> and he whipped off that jacket. <laughs> I think there's a there's it's out there on is YouTube it, somewhere. No, there's there's uh, a gif that exists of it. Yeah, still. well, yeah, and it's like, come on already, man. I would have, I would have chucked shoes. <laughs> so <laughs> that is uh, entertaining. Yeah, ground. I mean, I was I was there, and I'm thinking, wow, man, the the you had touch fouls on the end, and Hawes is like number 94 for Coastal Carolina, and they're still not calling any fouls. <laughs> or and, 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 and BYU gets touch fouls, so you won't have that. But yeah, I thought this stuff of getting so dressed. I mean, this has been ridiculous. Kristobiak has done that a few games uh, where he just has, you know, a nice pair of pants and a, and a uh, what I call a golf shirt. You want to call a polo shirt? Yeah, they look fine that way, especially when you're up moving around and, you know, you're pacing the sidelines, you're kneeling. When you have timeouts and all this stuff, in the cases of a few coach coaches sweating like there's no tomorrow. Some of them do that, sweating yeah. like you're running a marathon. Well, yeah, depending on what, you know what your DNA is and how that plays out, or if you're a very excitable coach at the University of Arizona. Yeah, I mean that's the go-to thing that we yeah. go there. Sure. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Kate on the right low block. Here comes Lake double team to Bean. Bean throws the dunk down. Great pass as Kata wait for the double team to come and then kicked it over to Bean. Bean gets the dunk. Namish Kata comes away with the steal. Kata running it by himself. Throws down the two-handed dunk. Paul Wilson wanted none of that. Kata with the steal. Kata takes it down. Kata throws it down. Utah State routing College of Idaho, 90-64, non-conference college basketball. Three local teams pretty much doing what was expected in these kind of games. Uh, you're Justin Bean with 21 points there as Utah State beats College of Idaho. Utah takes down Idaho State, 75-59, and Weber State beats Westminster, 85-73. No real surprises there, PK. Anything stand out at you? These games are scheduled for a reason, and you get to play and make mistakes and win. 
Well, this uh, Larson kid uh, for uh, Utah, you know, foreign kid coming in here. Uh, knew a little bit about him. Haven't seen him. Seen him play a couple of games now. Uh, I'm intrigued by what Utah's possibilities are. I don't know how it's going to play out once they get into conference play. But I'm starting to get a little more excited about college basketball uh, now. Because you know, just the, the possibilities. And I don't think BYU is going to be better than Gonzaga. But they got so many new guys themselves that you got to give them a little time to gel. And so I think they could be good. And the Utes, uh, yeah, I think the Utes can be good too. To what level can they be good? I'm starting to think uh, I'm, I'm going to be conservative right now and say uh, top half of the Pac-12. Let's start with that before I start talking about, you know, top two or three. I don't know that yet, but it is something that I want to follow. I want to see them play. I'm starting to get excited about it. I want to see BYU and Utah play each other on Saturday. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to this weekend uh, to watch some football, and then we've got some basketball too. Utes play football on Friday. Uh, BYU will play Boise State tonight. Cougars are five and one. The Broncos are two and one. They're going to play at the Marriott Center, seven o'clock. The game's on BYU TV. And Southern Utah is playing UVU in Orem tonight at six o'clock. So more college hoops. Uh, Utes to the top two or three in the conference. That would really surprise me. I think top half would be a pretty good accomplishment. Um, who, who's the bottom third of the league? You know, make sure you stay out of that. And don't you think Washington, off what we've seen and what we've heard, is bottom third of the league? It's the first team the Utes beat. They got them at home. They needed to beat them. They did beat them. Check that box. Uh, right now, I would say off the top of my head, just I haven't watched all these teams play yet. Right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Washington, Washington State, Oregon State, uh, we're going bottom. Uh, and we'll see Arizona, but who they play, Eastern Washington, and just barely beat them at home, but it's not the traditional home game uh, as we know it, particularly down in Tucson, which is usually, if not always, a sellout. Well, that's out the window. So uh, I have to see how that develops. Uh, but yeah, but I'm excited about Utah's potential. DJ and PK, that is what is trending right there. And it is brought to you by the folks at Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up today, David Nixon will join us at 8 o'clock. BYU TV football analyst, former Cougar linebacker, the former Aggie quarterback, Riley Jensen at 8.30, and the former Ute quarterback, Frank Dolce at 9 o'clock. Cougars, Aggies, and Utes. On the way, we got the question of the day next. Feels like a rerun. Feels like we've been here before. We'll get to that next. Stay with us. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, the Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone. In the Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes Your Toast brought to you by Jerry Signer Cadillac. Get 0% financing for up to 72 months plus a $2,500 purchase allowance. 
on a new 2021 XT4, XT5, or XT6. Shop your way at Jerry's Signer Cadillac. Question of the day, brought on by some emails out of the state of Idaho. Especially some emails sent by the football coach at Boise State, Brian Harson. He wants out of the Mountain West. Anything the Broncos could do, you know, maybe pair up with BYU. Got any other ideas? Boise State to the Big East, PK. We've been here before. BYU to Independence. We've been here before. A big dog in the Mountain West Conference wants out. But yeah, out to what? I don't think we've been here under these circumstances. What are these circumstances? Well, when Boise went to the Big East, it wasn't the big dog in the Mountain West. And the Big East, as we knew, wasn't on solid ground. And they didn't have potentially a partner in BYU. And these two, I think, together can create some power. To the AAC, tag team partners for football. Not that you need travel partners in football. You look at the AAC, right? It's an 11-team uh, conference right now, so that's an odd number. It doesn't matter as much if you're football only that it's an odd number as opposed to an even number, obviously. But, you, you know, what, what's your objective here? Uh, and BYU has become the big objective this whole run, these last four weeks or so, was this New Year's Day bowl thing, and that became the big thing to get in. Well, if you take these two teams, put them in the AAC, and they're already basically getting an automatic bid, not entirely, but pretty probably, much likely, yeah. yeah. So you look at that. Now, it, it certainly football-wise strengthens your conference. I don't think you can argue that whatsoever. That's a decent football conference. You had these two programs, and right now it's Cincinnati and Tulsa, that are on top, right? They're both six and zero, combined fourteen and one. That's pretty good, right? Because they're playing each other, so you can't say, "Oh, I'll look at their schedule," because it's the conference schedule that they're playing, and this is the conference. And you've got Central Florida, which has been very good. Houston has had its moments. Memphis has had its moments. Navy also, and then you've got uh, SMU seems to be on the rise with Sunny Dykes. That's a decent football conference. You run through that, you've got my respect, and then you're going to get that opportunity. If this, what this New Year's Six is what it's all about, you're probably not going to have the access to the playoff. But, you know, if they expand or when they expand, maybe things change and you can have some form of access. You look at, well, yeah, you want to get in the Power Five. I understand that because money talks. It always talks. It always will talk. He who has money is king. That's just the reality, and everybody bows down to the person who has the money because he is king. Big money brings you the ability to be the king, and it brings you freedom. Those are facts. So you can debate whether else it gets you. But I don't know that that's the possibility to get into the Big 12. But you look at this access to the playoff. Yeah, so these Power 5 teams have the access, but when the hell are they ever going to cash in on it? Most of them, it is very highly unlikely. And, in fact, most of them probably aren't going to get into New Year's Six. Utah hasn't gotten into New Year's Six, have they? Am I missing a game here? 
It's a short list. I'd have to add it up. Uh, they were not in a New Year's Six as it's constructed now. I mean, you have to go back right. to the Sugar Bowl when it was the BCS. So, But they weren't in the Power Five then. Nope. It's the point being, since they were in the Power Five, they haven't been in it. They've come close, but they haven't gotten it. They've gotten a second-tier bowl, and that's the reality now of the Holiday in the Alamo. That's what it is. You can see in the effort that they gave, it was some of the worst efforts that they put forth in terms of being flat. And every team that's lost the Pac-12 title game has gone on and lost their bowl game because you're right there. It's clearly there's a hangover effect, even though it's a few weeks later. So what are you missing out on if you join the AAC? And you put Boise and BYU in there? That's a pretty good football conference as far as I'm concerned. It would be pretty close to the level as if uh, Utah, BYU, TCU had stayed in the Mountain West at the same time Boise was joining. That never came to pass, but just if it would have, I think that is a pretty good conference just like this one here at the AAC. It's something to consider. That's certainly to weigh the pros and cons. The AAC has gone to the uh, New Year's Six three years in a row and four out of the last five. And it has been a long time since we've seen the Mountain West there. Boise State did it the first year of the New Year's Six back in 2014. I guess the, the hitch, because the case you make for the schools is strong. The hitch for the conference will be, well, if we get too good, will we beat each other up and not have an undefeated team to put in there? But the payoff for the conference is the more good teams you put in there, and the more time zones you're in, the more value your TV contract would have. And everybody's trying to bump up their TV deal here, so what is the risk of beating each other up and not having an undefeated champ and getting passed by a... Western Michigan, because the MAC got into the New Year's Six with Western Michigan as their champ four years ago, versus, hey, let's beef up the TV deal and the TV networks will all be interested that we've got more good teams and then now we can play in those late-night spots because we've added these two schools from the Mountain West Conference. Okay, you think that's what the league would... That says you to get to New Year's Day Six, you have to be undefeated? No, the rule is that you have to be the highest-ranked team. That so tends to be the undefeated team, uh, but you're right. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to be undefeated. You know, if, you, if the schedule were tough enough, maybe you'd get through with the one-loss team. Well, if, if BYU were to go in there and they lose to Utah early in the season and then run the table, they've got one loss and they beat an undefeated Cincinnati, you're telling me they're not going to get in? Of course, with one loss, of course they would. That's the level of respect that the conference would mm-hmm. achieve. And Memphis got in with one last last year, so it's one loss last year. I mean, it's not impossible even now. And you're right, as you bump up the uh, the level, the, the number of good teams you have, the level of respect follows, and then you're, you're more likely to get in with a one-loss team. Uh, UCF had unbeaten teams because they had that long win streak when they were pulling it off. Mm-hmm. Oh, for but, sure, yeah. And that brought the conference some acclaim, too. So what we didn't see in the batch of emails that we got were replies. Now, maybe they replied with a phone call so that their email couldn't be uh, uh, couldn't be released with a Freedom of Information Act request there. Uh, so we don't know. This was This was the coach lobbying for it. But uh, they had a change at the AD, and they've had a change at president since the whole Big East thing. So what do his bosses think? We know what the coach wants to do, but we also know coaches don't drive this.
doesn't mean they can't have influence, but they don't get to drive it. Well, I think there's a million things that drive it. I don't know there's any one thing that drives it. And I think if I'm a Boise fan, great. I'm excited that uh, Harson said now he said that uh, under the circumstances being that they weren't going to play football. And right. he was miffed about that. And it turns out that those people who were miffed about not playing football look were pretty right. good right now. Yeah. I mean, and, and recognizing that once you decided to play football, the season immediately the second you said yes, it was going to be jacked up. But jacked up is better than nothing. And it is jacked up, and they've missed games, and everybody has missed games. And it's crazy, and it's ridiculous, and it's unfortunate, but it is still better to play than not to play. And you look at the AAC with that, how much worse is it than the ACC? And now you take Notre Dame out of it, because I assume Notre Dame's going back to independent next year. I can make an argument that the AAC is real close to the ACC with Boise and BYU. I mean, obviously, they don't have a Clemson. So Clemson, you know, they are, they're all that for sure. But everybody else, they're kind of coming and going a little bit. I mean, there's a bunch of teams in the ACC that you just go, eh, yeah, all right, they're, they're decent, but they're nothing special. I think there is 40 years of the ACC and the Big East essentially being the Mountain West. They went out and they got, they got two things going for them. One, they went out and got a powerful independent. And two, they got the built-in East Coast bias. And there's nothing, if, if we lived back there, we'd have it too. So I'm not cracking as bad as it sounds like I'm cracking. But the fact is... Don't crack all you want. Don't apologize. The fact is, when a team is three time zones, you're going to bed. You're, just, you're not staying up for it. We don't stay up for Hawaii games here and follow what's going on there. People on the East Coast... Speak for yourself. Aren't sta- you're, you're not well. Uh, I know. People on the East Coast aren't staying up for West Coast games. But those leagues were remarkably mediocre. We could go through a whole bunch of home-and-home series and head-to-head results, but the Big East and the ACC went out, and one got Florida State and one got Miami. And then eventually the ACC raided the Big East, but they were basically raiding them of schools that, yeah, they sit in media markets, but they're not schools that win. They just happen to be in cities. But they're not schools that have done anything over the course of the history of college football. They they rated them for bodies. And the schools that were left that didn't get rated formed the AAC. But they were every bit on the field what these other ACC schools were. So uh, I don't think there's any difference. I don't think there's anything between the the teams 2, 3, 4, 5. Set Clemson aside because they've, they've done it. You know, and Miami and Florida State aren't what they were. But they drove it for 20 or 25 years. Okay. And then once you get to teams two, three, four, five, I think the parallels are striking. I mean, when the Utes are struggling with the whole Pac-12, they're playing a home and home with Pittsburgh, and they're beating Pitt twice. You know, it's just it's not that big a deal. Well, I would argue that you get past teams three, four, five in any conference. And yeah, just I think a you're bunch right. Of teams running around, so the ACC is no different than the Pac-12, than the Big Ten, on and on and on. So there's that. If you're looking for teams to change conferences that are really done a whole lot in the history of college football, you're not going to find very many because they don't move. They don't have to. I mean, you can argue Nebraska and Texas A&M. That's pretty much about it, who changed conferences. Uh, But 
And Texas A&M is good. I, I'll grant you that, but they're not. They're not really that good to where. Wow, man, you got Texas A&M, and ninety percent of the teams on programs fall into that category of yeah, they're okay, fine. That's about it. Well, we talk about how good Texas A&M is, but the king of eight and four, and they win their four non-league and the, games. And they're good, and yeah, then they good. split their conference games. It's a decent, decent football program, but yep. I mean, it's not just ground. Shat, earth shattering. Wow, you got Texas A&M. Good night, Irene. Katie, bar the door. See you later, Sally. Well, I think Texas A&M goes right back to what you were saying about, well, how often do these teams in the Power Five leagues really get into the New Year's Six? And A&M doesn't. Well, it's the same few teams over and over again. Yep. Yeah. There's there's 10 to 15 teams at the top of the sport, and within that, there's two or three teams, you know, Ohio yeah. State, Clemson, and Bama. And then there's another level of about 10 schools, give or take a little bit. And then the difference between team 20, 30, and 40 is minuscule. And I think that if the New Year's Six is this the be-all, which apparently it was this year for BYU, then they should at least have some form of conversation with Boise and if I'm the AAC, I'm calling those guys. What do you think? Nothing wrong with having discussion. Doesn't mean you have to do it. Well, what are the advantages? What are the disadvantages? What do you think, BYU? You're willing to give up? Because they've got certain advantages to being independent. We saw it this year. It was a significant advantage. But I wouldn't base anything you do on this year. Because this year, and let's all, whatever form of uh, prayer or what have you you believe in let's all go in that direction and hope that it doesn't happen again that it was a one-shot deal and we get back to normal whether it's the vaccine or whatever it is and believe in science whatever whatever your persuasion is and so i wouldn't say well they got to play this year that's why they should stay independent because the point is i'm making that i don't know that that argument is going to be able to be made very much Got a lot of people weighing in here on uh, Facebook. What should they do? Uh, Alex says, yeah, right. Boise State is the Mountain West top dog. There's no way they'd let them go. Yeah, but how do you hold on to them if they want to go? Oh, yeah, that, that has no bearing on anything. All right. The, 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 the big dogs have left before. TCU, Utah, and BYU all bolted. They yeah. would have liked to hold on to all three of those schools. Well, I don't think that uh, Boise at the top dog level – was more of a top dogger than BYU was in the Mountain West when you consider all the things that BYU did for the conference. I mean, BYU, for many years, when the Arizonas left, carried the whack. Uh, not so much carried the Mountain West, but certainly carried the whack. In the Mountain West, they were still a big name. I mean, you got Brady Hoke yesterday popping off that he's still irritated because he was there the first time around when they left in the first place. Brady Hoke. Yeah. And that's a, that's a blow to the conference when they left. There's just no other way to say it. Yeah, it was. Andrew says, I'm sure the Big 12 would take them. They don't offer the same limitations the BYU did. Andrew, I'm not sure the Big 12 would take I'm them. The sure Big 12 could have taken them if they wanted to, and they didn't. D-I-N-T. Didn't. Well, particularly if you go football only, there are no limitations. Roland, the Mountain West is leeching off of Boise State the same way they did BYU. (laughs) 
Boise State's a national brand. We'll get better TV exposure, better schedule, better recruiting, and won't have to share gate receipts with teams like Utah State and New Mexico. Nothing to lose going independent. Man, why do they spell that word wrong so know. much? It's know. not that hard. The bonus O. <laughs> the pack is about ready to implode anyway. Roland's just got everybody falling apart here. What so the Roland's Mountain West is leeching off of Boise so, State. The Pac-12 well, is about ready to implode. So Roland is a BYU fan. That would seem to be logical. Because if you're, you're a BYU fan, you want as much failure to come to the Pac-12 until the second they invite you, and then you accept 100% within about two minutes of them asking you. Oh, Roland. Went to Rio Lindo High. I think that's uh, Sacramento area school. Studied finance at BYU. Ding. And lives in Alaska. He's an Alaska hunting and fishing guy. He's posing next to a a bear that's been shot. You kind of better be if you're up there. It's like living in Palm Springs and not playing golf or tennis. (laughs) What are you doing here? I'm just lying by the pool. I'll give you that. So there, the, the, so three things: <laughs> you don't like uh, you don't like warmth, and you don't like golf or tennis. <laughs> <laughs> I brought my parka. <laughs> what are you doing in uh, Palm Springs then? So if you're in Alaska, I assume a lot of folks are into that. I've never been to Alaska, but certainly have heard about it. And have friends have gone. Had a friend who went uh, a few weeks back. Had a great time. So. Uh, Landon says, what does the Boise State AD want? What does the Boise State University president want? Coach ain't the only one whose opinions matter. True story, and we don't know the answer to that, Landon. high-level Boise boosters. I think Boise wants big time. You know, and I have limited. I've been there for football and basketball several times over the years. But just sort of my sense, you know, they they want big time. They want legitimacy in their program particularly their football program, and it's the link to the big time to the, in the way the Jazz are our link to the big time. The, the Boise State football is that community's link to the big time. Our link here is we've got colleges who play at a high level, but we could go higher than that. The we NBA. The Jazz. Yeah. yeah, the Jazz are that, that's as big as it gets, right, at the pro level. You're in the NBA, and that's our link to the big time. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. David Nixon, the former Cougar at 8 o'clock. Riley Jensen, the former Aggie at 8.30. And Frank Dolce, the former Ute at 9 o'clock. A lot of football coming up. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Coastal Carolina was like, screw it, we're not passing. I don't care if we pass a single ball, I don't care. We're going to go out there, we're going to pound these guys. We're going to beat them up. We're going to keep the ball out of Zach Wilson's hands. And they did it. San Diego State's looking this, probably drooling. Like, oh, now we know these guys don't like to be punched. They don't like to get their jerseys dirty. 
they don't like physicality and abrasiveness and ugly moments. Instead, they look for the officials to throw a flag and, and try to do it for them. They look for their moms to yell from the sideline, don't treat my boy that way. So if I'm San Diego State, I'm like, all right, let's make this a street fight. Let's make it ugly. Let's muddy it up. That's how I'd look at it. Because I don't want to go and finesse with these guys because they'll score 58 on you. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK is brought to you in part by Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions, backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. I don't know why, but that cracked me up. What? <laughs> Frosty. Oh, Okay. Uh, Big music news this week. Chance the Rapper's coming out with a Christmas album. Wondering how that's and did you know that Chance the Rapper was just so blown away and so humbled that Dionne Warwick knew who he was? It's crazy, man. He was so happy and so, what can you say, just startled and humbled and proud that Dionne Warwick knew who Chance the Rapper is. Is Chance young enough that uh, he had a, a parent or a grandparent listening to uh, Dionne Warwick I growing assume, up? And that's, but I don't know that you yeah. have to experience firsthand. You can just know Dionne Warwick is a legendary singer. Yeah, She's yeah, big 80 name. years old now. Chance is like about 24, I think. Chance is 27. In that, uh, that vicinity. So, uh, yeah, you can... You can know your elders for sure. So very, very, very just so impressed. I guess Chance is like me. He says, when you say so-and-so knows you, I say, no, they don't. I'm a nobody. <laughs> yeah, Come on. Spence Eccles. <laughs> like, he he on. don't know who I am. He's a big sports fan, and he knows lots of media personalities, including you. He reads, he watches, he listens. <laughs> he cares. So. I felt and and I've I've dabbled in a little rap as you know, so I felt like Chance, and I just call him Chance because it's redundant. Chance the rapper, I mean, and Chance like, who else, right? Mm. You know, Chance the the accountant, right? You know, it's to me, it's just Chance. So, and I took a chance on him, and it paid off. Oh, look at you! Famous people named Chance. Go. Dean. <laughs> uh, BYU had a lineman named Chance, didn't they? Yak, you're all it, things BYU. I am drawing, drawing a blank. blank. Yeah. Uh, we had an intern named Chance at Channel 2 back in oh, the day. There you go. Yeah, but Chance has uh, got to be 40 now. Well, it's been a while. I went, to, I went to elementary school with Chance, but, yeah, it's many, many yeah. moons ago. Yeah, I got a list of famous chances here, and I don't know any of them. I don't see how they're not that famous. <laughs> no. Well, if you don't know them, then how can they be famous exactly? Oh. Because you're on the cutting edge of all things. And when I think of you, I think simply cutting edge. I would have heard of them. I'd be basically borderline aware of them, wouldn't I? Oh, of course. Again, cutting edge. Uh, okay. Thanks for that. <laughs> all right, we'll take a break. When we come back, David Nixon talking BYU football as the Cougars get ready for San Diego State, it is senior night.
And we will talk with him next. Riley Jensen at 8.30 and Frank Dolce at 9. Stay with us.